0: The Red Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. Oh, How's that?
1: That's like night and day difference. Oh my gosh. Good.
0: Let's look in here.
1: I wonder if that's why sometimes when I jump off of my seat I get shocked.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, at least we know what was the problem, because I was about ready to throw these headphones away and i think they're only
0: that'd be bad those are really hundred dollars
1: yeah and i think i only got them like last year
0: they're, they're, they're better
1: not. yeah sweet okay <clears throat> are you recording already
0: yeah i have them oh. <laughs> i think i'll keep all that in where we were oh, okay. fixing your headphones all right no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> oh okay um so here we are back at it again um man we just keep getting all these emails from everybody who seems to love this podcast Oh my gosh!
1: Who'd have a lot.
0: yeah i mean some of them most of them i save but a lot of this is like all new stuff holy um, shit so i'm just gonna dive right in here um this one is from aaron she says i'm working at home and listening to episode four and just spit out Spit my tea out all over my computer. Amanda, we are the same age. Our boys are the, are the same age. And our old men are the same age. Oh. Are you sure you're not the same person? Did you write this I, podcast? No, I didn't. Your name the, isn't Aaron?
1: No, it's Amanda.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> my son is home with me today. as no school for Thanksgiving break. So this was obviously before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, right before I played this episode, my son came in and told me a hobby frog story. Oh, yep, yep. Hobby oh. frog. Stupid Hobby Kids and Surprise Eggs. Yep. I guess this is this, this <laughs> the, that thing that your Padawan watches.
1: Yeah, he, he loves Hobby Kid TV, and they have it, like, it's their kids, and then all their kids have a different, like, Hobby Pig, Hobby Frog, Hobby So they're watching
0: whatever. kids play with toys on YouTube.
1: Well, Hobby Kids at least is a little bit better. They do... Um, They do like imagination games and the parents dress up and they do. I mean, they do all different kinds of stuff. So they're
0: watching people play Mm -hmm. instead of playing on their own.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Like, do you encourage your kid to go turn off the YouTube and play games? Or is this what they prefer to do rather than have imaginations and go out and play?
1: Well, a lot of times what my son will do is he will put up the. The iPad Mm -hmm. with hobby kids on it. And so they're playing around with like their You know, in their own imaginary world. Yeah. And then he'll set it up by where he's playing, and then he'll have his own setup, but that's like playing in the background.
0: So he's basically playing with them, but in his own spin off world. (laughs) Yeah. So it's almost like when we're like, you know, folding laundry or cooking dinner or something, we want something off on in the background. You know, obviously we're doing adult things. Yes. This is their version of like doing, having something on in the background while they're playing.
1: Yes. But Hmm. since. Coming back so over this Thanksgiving break.
0: By the way, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: Oh, it was, it was, it was wonderful. I love Thanksgiving uh, with the old man's family. Mm-hmm. It's it's always great.
0: And this was down in the Bay Area, in Pacifica. How was yeah. the weather? Was it nice?
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. Mm. It was overcast when we were driving, but when we got there,
0: it was even on overcast with the, during this time of year. I I like it when yeah. it's chilly, overcast. Yeah. I don't really care. If the weather, you know, if the sun's out right. during this time of year, I just like to be all cozy.
1: Yeah. So it was great. You know, we had plenty of food. We had like 38, 37 people or something. So, damn,
0: that's a big, that's a big,
1: big gather. family. Yeah. yeah. So it's always great to look through the old family pictures and tell the old stories and hear, you know, new stories about people that aren't with us anymore and all that stuff. And just the kids all get together and great food. Yeah. Um, mm. But then we had to drive back that night, that night, so that was the only thing that I was like, oh, man, I wish we could stay yeah. and just chill and drive back in the morning. But we had to get the older boys to their mom's house the next morning and, you know, all that kind all of All that stuff. life
0: business. Yeah, but, you know.
1: it, yeah, it was great. Did you, uh, I know you had to work Black Friday. Yeah, no, it wasn't
0: bad, though. It was easy. Yeah. Yeah. That, but Thanksgiving was great. We did a, a whole surf and turf thing where um, primarily it was all crab anyway. There was hardly any turf eaten. I, I was the only one that <laughs> ate the turf part. I cooked oh, up a really? tri-tip for me and my <laughs> my wife's uh, uncle, uh-huh. and nobody ate it but me. <laughs> my wife's uncle has MS, and that's oh. one of the reasons why we kind of kept close to home and didn't really go too far. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't there to enjoy it, but he did, he did enjoy the crab with us, which was great. Yeah. We had like 10 crab between six people. Where did um, you get the crab? Uh, Longhorn Meat Company, actually. Oh,
1: nice. What kind of crab was it?
0: Fresh, dungeness crab. Um, Actually, it wasn't fresh. It was already, you know, cooked and everything, but they cleaned it and it was like, it tasted like it came right out of the ocean. It was some of the best crab I've ever had in my life. Oh my God. I didn't know that uh, Longhorn Meat Company had a hookup with that. So they did. I mean, it wasn't cheap, but it was, well, let me rephrase that. It wasn't, um, it was about the same price that you would get it but we got so many it was like mm-hmm. 150 bucks for for 10 crabs or something like well, that. Well, seafood
1: is expensive.
0: But it was so fucking worth it. It was yeah. so good.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. I never done a surf and turf type of Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: the uh the wife's mom hates turkey. So oh. that was out of the question and but she she has had mine and my wife's turkey which we do it the Rob way with the brine and all the mm-hmm. the good flavors and stuff. So she was like, "No, oh, that's the only exception, but I, she just doesn't like turkey. Period." Yeah. Um, some people are like that. Yep. And we're all about doing things differently. And, and this year, we're, we're kind of like not necessarily in the in the holiday mood, but at the same time, we, we kind of are now that the holidays are among us, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of learned over Thanksgiving break that, you know what, we might as well just decorate because then if we don't, then we're just going to be uh, Scrooges for the rest of the mm-hmm. year because we're going to see all this stuff going up. And I think it was because we decorated the studio here on Black Friday that it kind of lit the fire under my ass and said, you know, you might as well just, just decorate. It's Give two weeks. to the yeah. Christmas. And we, we just, we're doing it bit by bit, you know, like we yeah. don't even have the the lights up on the house yet, but I, I like that because I like driving up to the house at night mm-hmm. with the lights on. Oh. Something nostalgic about it. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just a Christmas house. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Even though, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. But <clears throat> where was I going with that?
1: We we're, we're just no, we're not be, we're not
0: being very traditional this year.
1: Yeah. And Did you so you didn't eat like surf was... and turf? No stuffing, no mashed potatoes? No,
0: no, no. Oh my that. god. I think the most Thanksgivingy thing we had was apple pie for dessert. Oh, wow. <laughs> Other than that, it was totally like, non-traditional.
1: Do you feel like a hole in your heart cuz you didn't get the No. But <laughs> like honestly? Mashed potatoes? No, I love it.
0: I yeah. cuz I could have the stuffing and mashed potatoes any day of the week if I wanted to and um I, I yeah, yeah. it's yeah, any, any time of the, any day of the week, because I'll, I'll have mashed potatoes on a Tuesday just because I want them and, yeah. you know, stuffing. I, I love stovetop. So I'll just go <laughs> buy a box of that and just have that as a snack. You yeah. Know? So it's, it really didn't really, it didn't really affect me yeah. thinking, oh, I, I just, I just didn't have a Thanksgiving because we didn't do a turkey. So, <laughs> yeah. but it was still, it was still very nice. So I'm glad well, to hear, you, fun. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you had a good one. Yeah. Um So back to Erin's email. She just said, thanks for always reminding me that I am not the only mom being tortured by the YouTube and uh, YouTube videos and stupid hobby eggs. <laughs> yeah. I still don't understand the whole egg thing. I so, guess. Is it just the is it just the surprise? Like, ooh, what's inside?
1: So there are like, these eggs called surprise eggs. And they are I guess they've been really popular in other countries. And the specific ones are kinder surprise eggs. So they're chocolate. You break open the chocolate, there's some bullshit inside. Do they eat the chocolate? Yes. Okay. There's some stuff inside and whatever. And then Hobby Kids got, I don't know, famous or whatever because they made the largest surprise egg and did blah, blah, blah. So they
0: made their own surprise egg. You know, mm-hmm. to, to kind of mimic what they were doing? Yeah, okay. I guess.
1: I don't know. It, Dude, I a, don't know. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. All right. <laughs> I'll
0: just try to understand. And if, yeah. it's, if if that's how you feel, then I won't ask any more no,
1: questions. No, I mean, I just... It, what I'm saying is it's hard to explain, like, what the draw for kids is. I, I really don't... I don't understand it.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of get the unboxing thing. Yeah. Because... Sometimes there are those videos I've been guilty of watching, not because, ooh, what's inside of the box, but there's, like, these new tech things that'll come out. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't remember what it was. I think it was the last—the last thing I I watched was for Oculus, which are those, like, virtual reality goggles. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be the next big thing, which they ultimately are, like, uh, Xbox and PlayStation both have VR games mm -hmm. and, and so many different interactive things now. And I think Oculus is with Xbox. I'm sure the Red Penners are going to yeah. get all over me with that. But anyways, I just wanted to see what that was all about. So yeah. I watched them pull it out of the box and then like plug it in and stuff. And I think that's the closest that I can relate to what these kids are, are feeling. Yeah. Because it's like, ooh, it's exciting. It's something new. It's like, whoa, where where do you get – what do you get out of these, these packages?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And like I watch – makeup tutorials sometimes on YouTube and different but a tutorial. shit like that. But yeah,
0: And that there's, you know, I will go to YouTube to learn everything mm-hmm. now. It's just so easy just to, to to learn how to plumb a toilet. If you have a special toilet, you don't know how to plumb <laughs> or whatever. You know, they have all these different types of, of things. But I think what the draw is, and especially companies are hopping are all over this now because they're turning their their products, not just their products are something to get excited about but it's the actual box that it comes in mm-hmm. like we're basically cats when we get so excited <laughs> over these boxes and I, I, I you get these new phones now you mm-hmm. open the box and they're so well crafted and they're like things are just perfectly placed mm-hmm. and i mean that new phone smell you get excited yeah. about yeah, that right sure and you want to take that plastic film off because you want to smudge it mm-hmm. you want to keep that newness about it and i think that's just kind of what it is like that newness
1: yeah well um after the Thanksgiving break. So my kid just went back to school on Monday. And um, I also had a parent-teacher conference with his teacher on Monday because I forgot to go to the other one. Was
0: he a bad kid?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, good. No, I mean, he definitely has things to work on. Um, And because of that, I kind of laid the hammer down a little bit with the iPad. So now, like, you have to have all your homework done. You have to do some chores. You have to be done with dinner. And then you can have the iPad for, like, 45 minutes to an
0: hour on the week how was that received was he stomping and
1: no no no, did he have a fit he's pretty he's pretty good he'll ask can i get the the book he calls it the book ever since he was little like a little tiny baby the ipad has been in like it opens up like a book you know and so when he was a little tiny baby he called it the book
0: it's basically a book yeah Yeah. and
1: so we still kind of Call it the book. Okay, and so he is asking me, "Can I get the book?" And I'm like, "Are your uh-huh. chores done? Mm-hmm. Is your room clean?" And so he he'll ask me about it, but then he knows he has to do stuff to do it because over the when he was off for that week for Thanksgiving, I kind of just let him go go you know like go ahead be on the ipad i got shit to do so do whatever <laughs> it's
0: quit bothering me kid. yeah so it's i like kind of this the new babysitter the boob tube yeah the new boob tube.
1: well yeah it, it totally is and yeah. i just kind of let him go freewheeling on it and so now after the parent teacher conference i'm like okay we got to crack down on this mm-hmm. you can't be just chilling with the ipad but you know so we're all guilty of those things i mean when we were growing up our parents just set us in front of the TV.
0: Yeah, and when we got when I got in trouble, they take uh, whatever gaming system I had at the time away—the Super Nintendo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, that that was my game system. The Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I really want the 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 retro version, mm-hmm. like that. You know how they they came out with the mini retro things yes! that have the built in games. Yes! You, you went Gaga over the NES, the, the the original Nintendo, a couple years ago. No, I wanted it. But and they sold out too quick. They sold out too quick, and yeah. then you
1: can find them on eBay, but they're like 200 bucks.
0: Yeah, and they did the same thing with the Super Nintendo this mm-hmm. year, and I'm sure they're all sold out. Like, I, I actually did go up, because I couldn't afford it at the time when they'd just gone on sale. Mm-hmm. So I, had, I, I wanted to see what the availability was like. And, of course, the first morning it went on sale, pff, done. They're totally out. done. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, were they still reasonably priced as the first one? Yeah, it was yeah. just
0: like the same company. They basically... Did the same thing, Mm -hmm. um, but they they had also promised that they would have more, um, which you know they might still release more. But what people are doing, the same thing that these ticket websites are doing for concerts and and sporting events, is they have these either companies, uh, groups of people or bots, which I'm sure that's what it is. It's a bot, yeah, that they have set up by certain guys that are just sitting there in their basement. That say okay when this goes on sale, bots go buy all you can, and mm-hmm. then we'll stock them up, and then we'll sell them all on eBay. Yep, guarantee. And the same yeah. thing with the ticketing websites like StubHub. That's why StubHub always has tickets for shows that seemingly always need are sold out. Yeah, because these fucking bots that are stealing yeah. all the web all Goddamn, the tickets. I
1: tell you, the robots are going to take over.
0: They already are, mm-hmm. man. Oh, but um, yeah, the the but I I feel like I want the older SNES like mm-hmm. the. the I want to get either one that's been kept in really good condition or one that has been upgraded. Cause there's two things that I want. I want that. I want that big, normal feel mm-hmm. of what it really was
1: and the old remote control
0: it's got to be the OG remote control mm-hmm. because I just like that feel mm-hmm. I don't I know I can do it on my phone I know you can get these mods where you can play the games on yeah. the computer but it's not the same it's not and there there are game controllers you can get it's just not the same yeah and it's also got to have like an HDMI cable so I can have that little boost of of, of graphics of quality Yeah. because even I I mean I I'm sure there are a couple TVs. I, th- I think both of my TVs still have like that red, white, and yellow the auxiliary RCA. RCA. Yeah, I-, I think they still have that, but most systems don't. So you'd think that they yeah. have to upgrade that. And I know the new SNES systems have that new HDMI port. But anyway, yeah. I-, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I
1: don't know. We were just talking, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the old Nintendos. I've been wanting to get one of those. Too with just the old game cartridges that you had to, like, blow the dust out of. Mm-hmm. You just like to blow. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, but then I was thinking it would just be better to have all the games on a hard drive. You know? Yeah,
0: and that's why those new mini ones are also so appealing. Yes. Is all you got to do is just uh, flip through the, the menu to pick the game. You don't have to, don't have to stock up on all the games. Mm-hmm. Like... I was thinking about it. You don't buy DVDs anymore. You don't buy mm-hmm. buy Blu-rays unless it's like a, a special edition mm-hmm. has some some fantastic like bonus features or comes with like special packaging that if you're a huge fan of whatever it is, it's like a collector's edition. I don't yeah, know.
1: like the Stranger Things that, um, DVD edition that just came out. It looks like a old videotape.
0: I wouldn't. If, I wouldn't even consider buying it. Because it's our, it's on Netflix. Yeah, you know, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull up Netflix. I wouldn't think I'm gonna pull out my DVD set, but if it, if it comes in a package that looks like a VHS tape, then you're not gonna be watching it anyway. You're yeah, just gonna be putting up on your shelf and nerdy, say, oh, yeah. look what I got! Stranger things VHS tape." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted the Breaking Bad barrel that mm-hmm. they, they came, they came out with this whole Blu-ray disc, uh, Blu-ray set that that came out in one of those barrels because you know they, they always put their dead bodies in the barrels yeah. with the acid to mm-hmm. to get rid of them right and uh so that i thought that was pretty kitschy and the, but it came with like this two-hour featurette that i have still yet to see oh god damn it of like making of behind the scenes all that geeky stuff that i love about shows oh, and, yeah. and, and whatever um but I, I still have it I'm sure it's on youtube I just haven't I just haven't seen it, and I haven't spent the hundred and eighty bucks to get the barrels so i can so I can watch it,
1: yeah, um, you know the day before Thanksgiving, I worked here, but I had to go I had to pick up the kid uh at school and then I came back and did the work that I needed to do before the vacation mm-hmm. and um I Don's husband was here. Gary was here, and he helped me turn on the arcade that we have. Oh back yeah, there. He,
0: he got it figured out. You're yeah. gonna have to show me because I had no. I I've tried a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, and. I just couldn't figure it out.
1: Well, apparently there's a Switch on the very top of the the top back of the gaming system. Mm, Because I was looking all over for a Switch. I'm like, it's plugged in. It has to work.
0: Like I I looked on the back. I looked in the little front thing. (laughs) Yep. You know, like most stand-up arcade games, you just think it would just be like right there in the coin slot area or whatever. Exactly. Oh, so it's on the top. Got yeah, it. Yeah, it's on cool. the top.
1: But uh, the kid got to play all the, like, a bunch of the old games. There's a bunch of games on the arcade. Was he
0: into it? Or was this, like, one of those things where it's too old for the new generations?
1: He was into it, but he's a little, he's, like, on the cusp of being a little too young to read the instructions and tell. so it oh. tells you how to do what yeah. you need
0: to do. Those games are a little advanced, too.
1: Yeah. So he he played them for a while. Like, he was playing some, maybe it was like Donkey Kong or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was playing it for a little bit, but he would get bummed out when he just kept dying and dying. He didn't know exactly how what he needed to be doing. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, and he had asked me if I would play with him, which I intended to, but uh, then, then I was here too late. And yeah. like, come on, let's go Time home. gets away. Yeah.
0: I, I would imagine that if he gets to come, come and play it on the arcade game more mm-hmm. often, he'll probably have all the top scores within like a month because kids yeah. just learn that stuff so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to get back to this email here. Um, you know, I was just thinking, actually, before I get to this email, this podcast is doing wonders for my christmas list because i'm the hardest person to to shop for because i never want anything i never i I, i'm i don't know if i'm not trying to be you know self-righteous or anything but i don't need anything i've got Mm -hmm. everything i need when i think about christmas gifts or things i'm just like you know socks and underwear are actually pretty cool (laughs) i don't don't mind that stuff but now i'm like okay now i want an nes i want a super (laughs) nintendo yeah i want you know yeah, no, no, I, I totally get you. Just talking it through. Um, okay, so this one is from Christian. He says, "Hey, Brandon and Amanda, what up? I have enjoyed listening to your first few pod, podcast episodes. See, I keep trying to say podcast. It's podcast. Okay. They are all very well done, except for this one. I, I'm all over the place. I don't know what's going on.
1: We're, it's okay. I think I'm just,
0: I'm trying to rush through the end of the year, and I just want to get out of here, man." <laughs> Uh, I was curious, however, which podcasts you guys listen to yourselves, which may have sparked the idea for this podcast. Well, not really. We kind of mm-hmm. just thought, what else could we do? What else is popular? Podcasts. We got a studio. Why not? Let's yeah. Try it. Um, he says, also, have you guys ever listened to the Waking Up podcast by Sam Harris? It's one of his favorites. Says, uh, have you heard of this? No, I have not. No, I guess we're going to Google it. Waking Up by <laughs> Sam Harris. Okay. Um, he says, "I think both of you would appreciate the, this podcast, but I think Amanda specifically would enjoy it, given that Sam Harris is an outspoken atheist and is very vocal against Trump. I don't nah. know. Do you want to listen to one that's like kind of political and anti-Trump and Not anti-God? Really.
1: Not really. <laughs> like does... I don't want to listen to political stuff because podcasts are supposed to kind of be an
0: escape, right? Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. So but that that kind of." Th- Sounds like a thinker to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, not that I am opposed to listening to people talk intelligently about different things or any, even if it is politics, I'm not completely opposed to that, but it's not if that's kind of what the podcast is centered around. Yeah. Politics and atheism. It's not I don't selling know. you. It's, yeah, I'll check it out. Maybe.
0: Yeah. He says, if you guys have listened to this podcast, I'd love to hear your thoughts and I hope you guys continue with this podcast. It's great to hear you outside of the regular show. Thank you, Christian. Aww. Well, maybe you'll have to give it a shot and report back. Uh, yeah. Wake, waking up. By
1: waking up. Standards. I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah.
0: I, I don't. Which ones do you listen to? Which one of the like, top two, top three that you're listening to right now?
1: Right now, uh, I just found a new one that is fucking hilarious. It's called The Dollop. The Dollop. Uh-huh. D-O-L-L-O-P. Okay. So it's a it's <laughs> a history podcast, an American history podcast. Oh no, not American. But it's a history podcast with two dudes that are friends and the one guy reads the history story to the other guy, but the other guy has no idea what is the topic's going to be about. Okay. And so they just he just tells the story and then the other guy kind of like makes fun of the people and does accents and stuff. So One that I listened to that was fucking hilarious was uh, the death of George Washington. Okay, Poor dude had a horrible death. Like,
0: I had no idea. So so before we get to how George Washington died, so they're actually presenting real historic facts, but the other guy doesn't know what is being presented until they talk about it. Mm -hmm. And he's just, what, reenacting it? or adding his comedy spin to it
1: yeah i, I don't know how to describe it it's kind of like drunk history okay in a way right. so if you like drunk history right. i love drunk history. It, yeah so i feel like you would like this right. except they're not drunk really you right. know so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it but it's hilarious the dollop yeah the dollop right. check that out and of course my favorite murder i listen to every week
0: how often is that always updated every week like, like this one?
1: Yeah, so they have a new they have a new episode every Thursday and mm-hmm. then they have a mini sode on every Monday.
0: What's a mini sode? Is it just a shorter it's just version? A,
1: yeah, it's just like a half an hour instead of an hour. Okay. And they read um, the hometown murders that people write in like, hey, this happened in my hometown or my mom went to school with Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever. Oh, okay, you know? that's a good so, that's a good idea. So <laughs> they just yeah. write in their, and then the hosts, Karen and Georgia, just read the different stories. Mm-hmm. But their producer, Stephen, is the one that gives them the stories so they haven't read the emails and stuff beforehand. okay so
0: they so they're kind of getting you're getting their first reactions mm-hmm. in the mini so yeah that's a good idea yeah so we got the dollop and we got my favorite, my favorite murder. murder what else
1: oh uh, well i love joe rogan experience but that's not new
0: that's mine that i think that's the only one that i revisit uh all the time because i i it's a guarantee that the subject matter will be kind of different each time mm-hmm. even though it's always got Joe Rogan's spin, but I relate to him so much that, you know, even if it if he's like he interviewed Billy Corgan not too long ago. I can't stand the guy. It was a great interview. I agree, because Joe Rogan is a great interviewer. Mm -hmm. But Billy Corgan is just a garbage human being. (laughs) I just can't stand the guy. I don't know what it is. It's just the way he looks, it's it's the way he talks, it's the way he sings. (laughs) Bing. <laughs>
1: see, I am about 10, year, 10 years older than you. Or no, I'm not 10 years older than you. I'm 5 years older than you.
0: i mm-hmm. mm. I'll be 32 in April.
1: And I'll be 37. Oh, lady Amanda. In, in February. So, Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins and, you know, Nirvana and all that stuff was super popular when I was, you know, middle school to freshman year. Oh yeah, we're in and, the same
0: wheelhouse
1: yeah but so i don't know i just i love the smashing pumpkins.
0: okay all right and, and I, billy corgan there are certain songs of the of the smashing Pumpkins that i i like but mm-hmm. i just can't stand billy corgan but back to joe rogan mm-hmm. is you know that every time he has somebody different on there's always something new to listen to mm-hmm. and i think i need that kind of variety mm-hmm. but also that relatability that joe rogan has
1: yeah i so i also listen to so joe rogan's in high rotation um, the other two, which I know you don't like, Chris Hardwick, but The Nerdist. <laughs> he has great interviews, and um, WTF with Mark, Mar- with, oh, with yeah. Mark Maron. Oh yeah, that's
0: a good one. That's a, a
1: good one, a really good one. Yeah. So I rotate those. Those are all kind of comedy, mm-hmm. and then I have my my favorite murder. And then you remember uh, a couple years back, there was a podcast that kind of blew up the podcasting world called Serial.
0: Yeah, the murder mystery wasn't a mystery. It was like like real-life law facts and stuff. Mm -hmm.
1: So from that came two different podcasts that I started following from Serial, and one of them is called uh, Truth and Justice. And right now they're going through the murder. It's like season three that they're on now, and they're going through um, the West Memphis Three murder case. Oh, yeah, okay. So I've been totally just devouring everything that I can on the uh, West Memphis 3 because there's apparently like two documentaries and I never go to YouTube to watch a movie. I wouldn't – I just – it's not in my – it's just not in my brain to go to YouTube to watch a movie, like a right. full length movie. Right.
0: But if there but, are, like, I've been guilty of this. I, I haven't been able to find a really old movie that I wanted to watch that was, like, back from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go to, like, a, a used video store to, to find it, mm-hmm. try to dig it up. You could find it on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Like, so that's what I did with these two documentaries. I found them on YouTube and just watched them mm-hmm. back to back. Yeah. That was uh, my my saturday after thanksgiving <laughs> i didn't i didn't do jack shit yeah like we just hung the fuck out on saturday awesome. which is nice but then it kind of i was like man i really wanted to get the house together and i really wanted to do this like cleaning and yeah you know put away the halloween decorations and i kind of did it but it was a lot of more just like chill out out. yeah
0: yeah that's what thanksgiving weekend's all about yeah um well so you'd say those are your like your top five there any ones you're missing because i have a list here from another uh letter writer named elizabeth who's giving us some suggestions
1: well let's hear her suggestions and i'll tell you if i listen to them or not Uh,
0: elizabeth writes brandon and amanda absolutely love the podcast (laughs) i can admit i am a podcast junkie me too girl but only with a handful of podcasts here are some great recommendations. All right, I'm gonna start writing these down, even though it's on the paper. Okay. All right, this one is from uh, called The Moth. She says, I am going to I'm going to a story slam on November 28th in San Francisco with the topic of the night. Control. So excited. Amanda likes the podcast. If Amanda likes the podcast, I would be more than happy to have her join with me on December 19th in San Francisco for the topic obsession. So apparently this is like a story slam.
1: Yeah. So the type. the you, moth. You've heard this? I, yeah, I I have the moth. I subscribe to the moth. They tell different stories, and then they'll have like a subject, and then they'll tell different stories about that one subject. So is it like this American Life kind of?
0: Okay. Okay. So it's not like you guys are are they're they're coming out with a story, but then you make something up. No. No. I. This don't think is all so. like real life.
1: Uh, yeah. I believe. Okay. It. Yes. All right. I've listened to a couple of them. I'm not like an avid, have to listen to every episode, but Mm. I've popped around on there, and Mm. the title looks interesting. Um, There's another one that I like that I think is kind of related to The Moth. They may have the same producer or the host came from The Moth. Mm. Something, uh, it's called Stranger. Yeah, Strangers. Okay. And- it's also this lady just going out and trying to talk to different people from different walks of life and get mm. their different backstories and stuff, and that thing is crazy because she talks to like she talked to our professional cuddler sex worker type of lady mm-hmm. she was she would work with guys that had intimacy problems or were deformed or whatever, and like that's just her life she. Mm. She, like I think they call him like a sex therapist, right? Right.
0: But not. I, I know that there's a specific term, especially for, for people with terminal illnesses or mm-hmm. with deformities or mm-hmm. people that are physically unable to, to get out there and do their, th- like, it's almost like a sex surrogate or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, is that yeah, what yeah, that yeah. Is? yeah. And so it
1: was, it was really interesting to listen to her, that story. And and so on that Strangers podcast. It's just all different kinds of people that she talks to, and it's really interesting.
0: Reminds me of that uh, Facebook page, People of New York. Have you ever seen that? No. Um, I've heard of same it. Same kind of premise, mm-hmm. but it, the the person who runs it is also a photographer. So mm-hmm. the I think it's a woman. She takes pictures. They take pictures of, of whoever the subject is, and then they just talk to them. And then in the caption, it'll actually be a highlight from that conversation. Oh, cool. And it's like something... Uh, one that I remember, just off the top of my head, it was this picture of this uh, middle-aged woman, just normal middle-aged woman, mm-hmm. just sitting on the on the park bench, probably in Central Park because it's in New York. Yeah. Um, and she was just telling a story about how she had lost her husband many, many years ago, and that she just comes to this park just to, you know, think about those memories. And they they go into these deep stories, mm-hmm. and I, I wonder if it's similar to what what happens with the moth or strangers. Because yeah. that all kind of sounds like the same type of type of thing.
1: Kind of, yeah, same kind of realm. There's also StoryCorps from.
0: StoryCorps. I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah.
1: From NPR or yeah. whatever. So it's all, it's all kind of similar. So, what else does she got on there?
0: Uh, Elizabeth also suggests Taboo Tales. Ooh. That, that sounds, sounds interesting. good. Yeah. Okay. I can probably listen to that. Uh, LeVar Burton Reads.
1: I have listened to that when I'm trying to go to sleep.
0: It's Adult Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does he read like adult books?
1: I can't remember. I I literally put it on so I could go to sleep. So I didn't really worked. listen. Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> so I didn't really listen to the story so much as just him talking.
0: All right. The uh, The Paris Review? Never heard of that. Never heard of that. I'm looking at that. Lore, which is real history folklore tales and this is her my alt this is her all-time favorite podcast according to Elizabeth.
1: So I have listened to that one um and it's like yeah, different folklore, you know, wives' tales. I like that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're actually coming out with a TV show.
0: Are they really? mm mm-hmm. uh, Are they going to do it like on a streaming service?
1: I think they're going to do it on Amazon. I can't remember.
0: That's the new thing to do anyway. Yeah. They're not going to put it on ABC or whatever. Yeah, I
1: think they're going to put it on Amazon. I believe. I could be wrong. Christina or whoever. The, <laughs>
0: that <laughs> Don't quote us on that. Yes. Just look it up. Google it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she uh, Elizabeth says the black tapes.
1: Never heard of that one.
0: It has a sister podcast like Tannis and Rabbits.
1: Mm.
0: See, these are all she 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 did say she's a podcast junkie. So these she things is. are some deep cuts. Yeah. Um. She goes on to say those are my f- absolute fave. I get everything from my little inner child feeling to my deep sex, crazy lifestyle and a little paranormal sleepless nights. She might be the. She might be referring to the taboo tales and the lore. Lore, yeah. I wonder what Paris Review is. I'm gonna have to look that up. She says, "I hope you enjoy them like I do, and I'm happy to say I look forward to your weekly podcast to hear what is next." oh P.S. By the way, I am sad. I am sad that I am not Amanda's type. I wonder what she means by Ooh, that. Then I she gives what... she gives her uh, Instagram handle here, so I'll, I'll let you look her up. So, oh, okay. If she is your type, maybe you could be like, hey, shut up. Hey,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know what, have I said, like, the type I like? You said you
0: like, like, androgynous yes. looking girls mm-hmm. that, that look more like boys. Mm-hmm. Is that, am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, okay. you're
1: saying that right. Yeah, cool. just like the androgynous aesthetic. But that's not to say I haven't been attracted to women that are totally girly girls. I have been. It's yeah. just, if you I was going to have a type that right. would be my type, but I don't really. I,
0: you know, yeah. who has a type? Well, now you can Instagram stalk her, her and, and, and okay. yeah, maybe slide into her DM. Ooh. Uh, this next email comes from Blue. I just listened to the most recent podcast or podcast. See, I'm doing it again. It's okay. <laughs> and I just want to thank you for bringing up fetlife.com. I'm 30 and new to the lifestyle, and this is proving to be a very helpful site for me. I know I have much to learn about myself, and yet uh, what I want need sexually, but this is this has been a great help, so thank you. Love the podcast. Keep them coming. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that at least this is like maybe get getting um, some people who have just been confused or not knowing where to start. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of what I've learned about certain things in the lifestyle has just been trial and error and and seeking it out myself. Um, And there's so many ups and downs that come with it. And to have resources like, like certain websites like FetLife, that if it's in your wheelhouse, it's so easy to connect with people in the community and not have it be like, I'm going to this place to hook up. This is more of a, Place for me to express myself, ask questions, get answers, yeah. all those types of resources, which are all available on the Internet.
1: Well, and it's important to have like other people to talk to and you feel like you're a part of a community. that you know, it's a comfortable, safe space that you can meet other people.
0: Kind of like this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And this, this is uh, this next email is from uh, the by wife looking for another partner. The anonymous mm-hmm. woman who is from our second podcast. Uh where she was asking us, how do I, you know, I'm bisexual. I'm new to this. My wife, my husband and I are open to the idea of having another person join us. Um, so they have written back. They say, hi, Brandon and Amanda. Hello. I want to send a follow up to my letter read on the second podcast about adding another girlfriend into our marriage. Like I just said, <laughs> first off, thank you. Thank you for being so kind and gentle about answering my questions without judgment. We're all about here. Yeah. Zero
1: judgment. judgment,
0: Zero judgment zone. No judgment zone. No, whatever. You do you, boo boo. That's right. We should get that above the door. You You do do you, you. boo boo. Boo. Perfect. (laughs) Let's do it.
1: Okay.
0: Um, It now feels normal to be in an open relationship and have more than one partner. Good. It was a big sigh of relief to admit to each other our deeper and personal thoughts about our marriage and to not feel like we are abnormal. No, especially if you guys connect and you are you you are feeling the same way Mm -hmm. there's no reason why it should be abnormal no and you'll find that that what what you guys are discussing will actually make things a lot more intense and hotter and just talking about it sometimes makes it (laughs) makes makes things just go crazy um she goes on to say we both grew up thinking marriage was only one wife or husband and it never should involve more than that Yay for new normals. Yeah,
1: we don't have to go by the old standards of everything anymore.
0: Yeah, I think we're learning too much about ourselves that we, as mortal human beings, should not be contained, you know? Yeah, like-
1: confined to these different restrictions that are put up by society That's like— invisible reasons why you should
0: do this or not do that. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you you just made it sound so much more eloquent than <laughs> the way I was going with No, that. no way. <clears throat> she goes on to say, my husband and I were able to sit down and set our boundaries. Good. Yeah. And how we are going to approach adding a sexual partner. Good. Yes, we decided for now to only add a woman to, to our bed as special guest appearances due to the fact of not having time to grow and nourish... Uh, a relationship while the kids are still at home. It always makes things difficult.
1: Yeah, goddamn kids. Yeah, I mean you could say
0: you could say that she's the maid, and you know that she okay. has to help you guys clean things up after hours in your own bed. But <laughs> eh, that would get a little too confusing <laughs> after a while. Yeah,
1: why is the maid always coming on vacation with us? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, where did I go? Da, 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 da. It uh, it also was agreed that it would only be a women, as my husband does not feel comfortable with adding a man. Our ground rules are set, but not in stone, and agreed that it's always got room for changes and alterations at any time. That's another thing. Like if a guy isn't like bisexual or into having another guy touches women or his woman, that that's totally normal. Like yeah. I, I would, I would imagine. And I've been in this this position, even though I don't mind. There's another guy in the bedroom, mm-hmm. um, but intimidation and the, the the level of of having to perform or outperform or that feeling of of jealousy is a, is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact that they are both recognizing that it's there and that it, that that's one of the stipulations and they both agree upon it that that's that's excellent. I communication do, is working.
1: Yes, but I do think sometimes men can be naive in the fact that they think you know they're intimidated they're intimidated by adding a man well why are they intimidated because oh that man might take your woman away from you Mm -hmm. you know and then she can go marry this other dude Mm -hmm. right but now in the day that we're living in you should be just as intimidated by that girl because totally you can fall in love with i mean for me i could totally fall in love with a girl and then go be with a girl you know what i'm saying so so true it is i don't it is uh, it's just something that I don't understand quite why why men are so okay with letting the woman come into their relationship, but not okay necessarily with another man. And I just think that
0: I, the it, double standard is very, very much there. Oh,
1: it's yeah. It's all, I, dudes are always like, "Oh yeah, you want to kiss another girl? Cool."
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, when we're when we're talking about people like this, um, who are open minded enough to actually add. A third person in for a relationship Mm -hmm. um you know this this guy I mean I'm not gonna say that I think that all men are kind of built with this something this innate nature to be the dominant person like the pack leader which I think is is diminishing I really do think Mm -hmm. that the The idea that we can do these things as a collective, as a man and a woman, and not necessarily I am man, therefore I have this responsibility to be the man of the relationship. Right. I think that there's just that crow magnon thing still floating around in the back of a lot of guys' minds that think, okay, well, if this guy is going to be putting his dick in my wife, then that that means I'm threatened. That means yeah. that oh, you he's crossed the line. Mm-hmm. But if you if if it doesn't I, it's hard to explain because I don't feel that way. Right. When it comes to the bigger picture, because mm-hmm. the way that I see it, especially with with the way that this the anonymous by wife is looking at it, is it's an expansion. It's not it's not a one or the other type of thing.
1: Right. And that's the way I think you should look at it as an expansion, and yeah. not one or the other. And you should be open
0: about that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a competition either, no exactly, especially if you're all going into it the way that the the letter writer is um with all of that communication out there that 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 stigma stuff it will kind of peel itself away and mm-hmm. and if you know it might he might come to to find out that another man would be cool, yeah. but th- at the same time they're they're both into the other girls they they could dive into couples and and inviting that, and maybe that's yeah. the way that they. Do that kind Transition. of thing, but it doesn't sound like they are having any issues no. so far because she goes on to say, Thank you for me- recommending those websites. Uh, those were so helpful for me to see the, the both good and bad sides of poly swinger and open relationships. Jealousy can be a very dangerous part of open relationships, but just like with anything else within a marriage, honest communication is key to avoiding resentment. Wow, look at that! Everything that we just said, <laughs> yeah, I am learning tons even before anything happens. Also, all of this communication I've had with my husband about this topic has made for awesome foreplay in bed. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, just even talking about your fantasies, because just that just stimulates what, what you're feeling. And if you guys could do that together, it just adds that extra element of hotness. Talking about other women and what he would do with her, or what I would do, makes for some hot sex. Yeah. So thank you, too, for that. Nothing has happened with another woman yet, but if you know anyone who'd be up for a fun night here or there, pass my email on to them. Anonymous by wife looking for another partner. I will hold on to this email, you know? Yeah. You never know. You never know. So, some, some other ladies. There, there have been uh, quite a few ladies, like I think guys, too who have been writing in saying, you know, this stuff is just making me so hot. <laughs> yeah. I got to make sure my headphones are plugged in cuz <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, at work. That guy. <laughs> you know, and uh I we, we should maybe start this maggot meat website where we can get Ooh, all yeah. these uh all these listeners together and and have some sort of maggot orgy.
1: Ding ding ding, great idea.
0: Yeah, that actually sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. Maggot <laughs> orgy. <laughs> oh. All right, this next one is from Jesse. Morning, Jesse. <laughs> Dear Amanda and Brandon, I am sitting here listening to your fourth broadcast, Catching Up. I wanted to write you and thank you for the broadcast. I relate so much to everything. I could sit here all day and tell you everything I love about it, but we all don't have time for that. I just want to write in and let you know that your broadcast helps people out and I don't want it to go away. Keep it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, keep it
0: up. I'll keep it up. (laughs) No problem about that. Um, So she mentioned that she was catching up on the fourth podcast. Uh, We just released the fifth one. Uh, I, this,
1: what, I seriously can't remember.
0: I I'm gonna I refresh your memory because we we talked a lot about music and we talked a lot about our musical background in the
1: fifth episode. In
0: the fifth episode, yeah, yeah, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about all the you know the instruments that we played and and you know various bands or jamming out with family and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned something about being in uh, at going to Ponderosa High School. Mm-hmm. And your music teacher there, who you, you your beloved music teacher? You know, oh, I loved him. You, 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 you Mr. Really good Fulmer, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, because we still, you know, we're in this area mm-hmm. still in the near Ponderosa Placerville, we're in the Sacramento region. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with this, Mr. Falmer. Oh, really? And it actually has stirred up some memories, and um, a few of these reactions came in after you mentioned Mr. Fulmer. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with Jessica's.
1: Oh, this is so sweet. I'm going
0: to cry. Uh, she says, just got to work and I listened to the new broadcast on the way. It was so cool to hear about Brandon and Amanda's musical background as I grew up on music as well. I love being able to get to know the producers better through the broadcasts. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Amanda, I went to Ponderosa as well from 2004 to 2008. And I was in marching band all four years as a color guard member. Mr. Fulmer is still alive and well. Oh. He officially well, as
1: of 2008, right?
0: Well, he officially retired at the end of my sophomore year in 2005. And here's a picture of him with the current band director, Mr. Gunderson, in the middle.
1: Gunderson.
0: He was the director from 2005 to 2016 and the current director, Mr. Sabato, on the right. So he is still alive. He's still alive! And uh, there's a picture of him. Oh,
1: yep. There's Mr. Fulmer. Is he
0: the one in the middle?
1: Nope. He's, this he's one the one with the gray... Um, Blazer, Blazer, there he man, is. I loved him. He was so great, and he would smoke like a chimney, man. I wonder if he gave that up. I hope so. Yeah, because I have no idea how old he is.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes you could tell if a guy is still a smoker, and you can't tell, it, especially if you've smoked that much. But there you go, Mister Fulmer. <laughs> yeah,
1: I loved him, man. Yeah.
0: Um, this next one might be a little creepy, but it's still kind of in the same vein of like, you know, once you start dropping names and years and schools and
1: that's okay,
0: some things are going to come out of the woodwork. So this one comes from Ryan. He says, Hey, love the podcast. Today's podcast kind of blew me away. He's talking about the fifth one that we're just talking about. Okay. He kind of blew him away and was completely surreal. So this may turn into a long email. So I'll try to get through this as fast as I can without sounding rushed. Backstory, I went to Ponderosa all four years and graduated in 99. Okay. When when Amanda mentioned Mr. Fulmer and Matt Farrow, do you know Matt Farrow? Yeah,
1: because I had mentioned, you were saying like, you were talking about your band, and I'm like, well, my, one of my best friends growing up at Matt Farrow in Placerville, I know that he would
0: play at the Attic. Oh, okay. That, That Okay, then that'll make sense to this. I had to take a second and process what I was hearing. I had music with Fulmer all four years of high school. He was the best. And like Amanda said, every day almost always turned into a big jam session. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. There were small rooms that were in the music room that you could hang out in and play in with certain people. And also move room to room to jam with others. To give you another level of cool, that was Mr. Fulmer. He was once he once gave myself and my friend John the keys to the music room to come and record a demo tape in one of those smaller rooms. Oh cool. That's awesome. What a cool guy. I mentioned we came in at like 5.30 a.m. before anyone was at school. That would never happen now. How do you know that? Well, because he's not there anymore. Yeah, There's no more Mr. Fulmer there. That's a bummer. uh, Amanda also mentioned mentioned the attic in (laughs) Placerville. Is this anywhere like Cosmic Cafe? Do you know what that is? I wonder if the attic used to be... I wonder if the attic is what is now Cosmic Cafe.
1: So, you know, if you're going... So you're going, say you're at the um, side of Main Street where uh, Mel's is, mm-hmm. and, but then you're going up the road, right? Right. So if you keep going, 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 and the, the road kind of turns, and then th- there was just this building that's kind of out on the outskirts of that main road, mm-hmm. and- there was
0: Is there a cave on the first floor?
1: See, that's what I can't remember. There was a first floor that we would walk through, but I can't remember what
0: that was. Cuz in the back there's like there is a cave. It's like drilled into the side of the bil- into the into the cliff that this building is in. Cuz mm-hmm. if I'm thinking about the same thing, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh because I think the Cosmic Cafe is is a new venue, which mm-hmm. sounds similar to what you're talking about, because they have bands like right now. They have a lot of uh, monks that oh. will actually do performances during the cool. week um, that I've always really wanted to check out. But they do concerts there, too.
1: Yeah. So there was there was something that was in the I don't know if it was a music store. I can't remember what the fuck was on the bo- the first floor. But then when the kids bands would have shows, we'd go upstairs Okay, and then yeah. And was like a, it was a wood floor and I remember thinking one time when it was kind of a lot of people there I'm like this shit could totally break and we would all be dead.
0: Yeah. So there's only one way in and one way out. And I wonder I really do wonder if this is the same place. But um the the letter continues from Ryan. Um the attic in Placerville, my band used to play there all the time. It used to be called the Soda Works also. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, uh-huh. Amanda, do you remember the Odd Fellows Hall above Arians Surplus Store on Main Street? Mm-mm. It had a fl- it had floors that would bounce up and down when the crowd would jump. Those days were the best.
1: Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Anyway. Okay, so he says uh okay, so this is where the story gets even more weird. My friend Nick, who went to Ponderosa with me, used to live in Sacramento. He would always talk about this girl he knew and went out with with da- with down there before he moved up to Placerville. Oh, her name was Amanda. I-
1: I know who nick is (laughs) i can't remember his last name but we went to to, um nick g well i if it's the same nick if if he has blonde hair i went to homecoming with
0: let me see if this is the same guy because he has a lot more like backstory about this so he says he never stopped talking about her and that she was hot and a little freaky Sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we never knew if he was making it up or if it was for real. Then, lo and behold, she shows up at Ponderosa one day. That elusive Amanda. Everything he said about her was true, and she was hot. <laughs> and out of nowhere, she was gone. Never to be seen or heard from again. Still with me, he yep, says? Yep okay, yep, okay, good. Fast forward to the heyday of Facebook, and I was perusing another friend uh, from Ponderosa friend list. What name do I spot? Is Amanda's. <laughs> Who does she work for? Williams Broadcasting. I thought, hmm, could that be the only the one and only Amanda? Her profile was private, so I never got to the bottom of it, but it had to be her. Turns out it was. <laughs> when the new format switched and you guys started playing a bigger role in the show, the more Amanda let out a little little tidbits about her past and where she grew up, she looked way different than I remember from high school. But that was over twenty years ago, so that's to be expected. Can you imagine? 20 almost 20 years yeah.
1: ago i didn't know that that nick guy had such a thing for me either.
0: 20 years ago yeah let me, let me you're gonna be what 37 yep so 20 years ago you were in high school yeah do you just say that out loud and go <laughs> no, Fuck. i don't say that okay don't we'll, we'll talk about it anymore
1: <laughs> Ew, that's crazy
0: 20 years ago
1: 20 years ago when i was in high school
0: <sighs> even then i thought this has to be her right what are the odds? But when Amanda posted some older folders of photos on Instagram from that time period, it all clicked. I recognized her younger self immediately. Aww. So again, today's podcast just brought it all full circle. It was a nice little moment. Sorry for this being such a long email, but I thought I'd share how I'd been feeling all day after the broadcast. Thought it was kind of cool. Ryan. Aww. A little blast from the past. A little blast
1: from the past. Yeah. I know it's crazy. That's
0: funny. Um, doo-doo-doo. man, I well, and it's such a one. small
1: world here. Right? Yeah, you know, well, it's a small world anyway. But just this area. Yeah,
0: know? yeah. I I see some people like af- after we talked about playing music. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody uh, comment on I think it was Instagram or Facebook. I'm not sure, but um, somebody that I had played trumpet with. That was older than me, mm-hmm. but I was like, I was kind of surpassing them. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I never really thought of it as a competition. I just thought how fucking cool it is. Just be a high school band. But I was, yeah. in, I was in middle school playing in the high school band and I was playing oh, better damn. than the high schoolers. Yeah, it was weird. But um, now I'm looking back. I'm like, man, I was fucking awesome compared to her. Anyways, Dang. You know.
1: Yeah. Cause the sound of it, you were like a musical prodigy. No, well, not
0: really. I just, I just liked it a lot. Um, if I read this next email, it's just making us go on for another hour. And we've already gone on for, for too long here. Oh. No,
1: There's not nothing true. nothing short and fun?
0: No. uh, You know what? Here, let's try this one. Okay. Uh, This one is from Raina. It Ooh. says, Hey, Brandon and Amanda. What up? I just finished the fourth episode of the podcast and want to thank you for touching on this subject. I'm not sure what it is. Hopefully, she brings it up in the letter. Okay. I am 32, and although I have not been actually diagnosed, I know I am suffering from anxiety and depression. I lost my dad when I was six years old, and looking back at my behavior after that, I was suffering from anxiety. I was super anxious when my mom wasn't around and just a super worry wart all the time. I then lost my oldest brother to suicide two years later. Oh, shit. As years passed, I lost my aunt, my grandma, and a few friends. As hard as all those losses were, life moves on. There are days where I feel the heaviest, nastiest cloud over my head and can't seem to shake it, and it stays with me for a few days. I have two younger children, ages five and three, and I feel my anxiety gets in the way of parenting them at times. I feel like I can't do it like I'm supposed to or how I should. I know suicide isn't the answer ever, and I would, and I, sorry, bad punctuation here. I know suicide isn't the answer, and I wouldn't consider it now that I have children. My question for Amanda is just how do you manage just to be the awesome parent that you are while battling depression? I feel the struggle and just would like your advice.
1: Well, I feel like you're giving me too much credit because I bet I have the same battles. I mean, there are days where I don't feel like doing shit. And luckily I'm, you know, I have a partner that's raising children with me. So when I have a bad day, you know the older kids are older; they're, they're teenagers. They don't want to really have anything to do with us as parents. You know they. You know when you turn into a teenager and you want to do your own thing, so they're kind of self self manage them, mm-hmm. self sufficient. Yeah, they, they can do that. But the little guy, you know, when I'm having those kind of days, it's kind of there are days where I'm just like, all right, old man, you, it's your turn mm-hmm. now. Um and I feel like that all the time, too, especially the mom guilt. You know, you feel like you're not doing enough or, you know, just recently I mentioned that I had my kids, uh, what was that, parent-teacher conference, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I need to be reading to him more. I need to be, you know, we all go through that, especially when you have anxiety problems anyway. Your brain has a way of spiraling down the cave of, like, all the shit that you're not doing right and everything awfulizing that could, everything, yeah, right? everything that you could be doing better and oh shit yeah i gotta pay my car registration shit you know just shit like that like i i struggle with that every day it's not it's not just you yeah. um but what i can say is you know try and get a support system i don't know if you have a therapist um to talk to it sounds like you have some uh post-traumatic stress stuff going on especially
0: with all the losses and yeah and yeah i think that just to have somebody to talk to you about that even mm-hmm. if even if it means just writing it out like you did and sending it sending it into just a silly little podcast mm-hmm. um that helps yeah recognizing
1: yeah just recognizing it, it. but when it's when i started to feel so she said she, isn't, she knows suicide's not the answer, and she would never contemplate it now that she has kids. Well, that Even means, though she brought it up. Yeah. That means that if she doesn't have kids and she was feeling like this, she would be contemplating suicide. And I kind of started to get there last year as well, having the same kind of thoughts. Like, I would never leave my son. Mm-hmm. But you start to you start to have those feelings or those, those thoughts, even though you know you're not going to act on them. And then... That's when I was like, "This is serious. I have to get this under control, and so I talked to my doctor and I talked to um now I have a psychiatrist and I still have a talk therapist, you know, so it's important to get your your group of healers you know collected, and maybe that is like Brandon said just writing us or you know talking to a friend or just anything that you can do. There is a what is it it's uh called talk I think it's talk dot com or Talk, something like that, where you can go and um, everybody that's on there is a, is a therapist with at least a master's degree. Hmm. Can't remember. Talkspace.
0: Talkspace. Therapy for all.
1: Yeah. So Talkspace, you can, um, Hmm. it's, you can find a therapist on there that you can like text
0: so you don't have to actually go and meet this person face to face. You could just do it all. Virtually no, but you can find. Email. Yeah,
1: and you, but you can go and find like a therapist that would fit what you need, and they're all real therapists.
0: See, this is good because sometimes just even putting yourself out there, like I don't know, Raina, how where you are in your your process of because you said you're you haven't been diagnosed, but you know you've been suffering from anxiety and depression which is very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so take some solace in that, that. It's totally normal to be feeling what you're feeling. And Lord knows you've been put through the ringer quite a bit since you were six years old. So to be to, to be having these feelings and then be also be in charge of, of two other young lives, lives, yeah. Um, not talking about it, not telling anybody about it could probably be the worst thing you can do. But yeah. if you can find a way to 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 get yourself heard, to 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 make it known that hey, I'm feeling this way, even if it's just to a friend or a podcast, or go to a talkspace.com where there's there's limitless amounts of people you could just reach out to, even electronically. Um, that's what's beautiful about this day and age is there's there's plenty of help out there, and yeah. You can get it, and um, it sounds like you're ready to have that, uh, but. Just, you know, hug your kids. Yeah. Remember what you're doing it for. And don't um, beat
1: yourself up so much about, yeah. like, I'm not doing the right thing or whatever, because then that guilt is going to cause you anxiety, too. I mean, but I'm saying these things, and th- that is also what I need to be saying to myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I totally understand that that whole struggle.
0: The struggle is real, and it's okay. It's yep. okay. Everything's going to be just fine. Hmm. Mm let's see yeah there's one that i really wanted to cover but i not to do that one
1: all right well you're in charge
0: i know <laughs> um oh here we go all oh, i know this one okay uh i don't remember if it was the third or fourth episode but i think we were talking about recurring dreams Oh, yeah. And how Ooh. we always end up at this place where there's a lot of water. It's always We're always surrounded by a body of water. Some, in some in a lot of
1: my anxiety dreams, it ends up in water.
0: Well, Julia has a recurring dream that is in water as well, but that has water involved. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this will spur some sort of connection with the ones we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, when I was almost 10, my blind great-grandmother, whom I was very close to, passed away. The night she died, I had a dream that she was on an island in the middle of a lake. The island was very small, and for some reason she was in a tree. I had to swim to the island to help save her and get, get her back to the main shore. The twist in this is that as I got closer to the island and catching her before she fell into the water, alligators started to appear. Oh, My entire family, cousins, aunts, uncles, great relatives, are all on the main shore yelling at me to get her before the alligators get her. Ah, oh, fuck. At 10 years old, this dream was very vivid and very traumatic. For the longest time, I was scared of alligators, and just the sight of one, real or cartoon, would make the dream happen again. Years later, her husband passed away, and I had the dream again. Damn it. Only this time, I was trying to save him and her both. Over the years, I still have this dream, but each time, relatives that have passed are added to the island. Anyways, maybe you are right. Maybe there is some kind of outer realm, alternate dimension related to water. On a side note, I love the podcast and I'm so happy to hear you two more. Thanks. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, my my water dreams are anxiety based, too, because that sounds like she's having an anxiety dream. But what what
0: what constitutes an anxiety dream? Because I I I feel like all my dreams are anxiety. dreams. (laughs) Exactly. Like almost 100 percent of the time. I want to Unless say, it's a sex dream. Yeah, but then there's a certain element of stress to that too, mm-hmm. because when you wake up and it's like before the big, big O. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm stressed. yeah I'm, I stress. Yeah, I'm. I I wanna come in the dream. <laughs> yeah. And when I wake up before I come, that that's stressful. <laughs> that that's frustrating.
1: Yeah. You um, know, back in the day when I was younger, there used to be this lady, and she was. I can't remember what radio station she was on. I don't know if it was public radio. I have no idea. But it would come on at night, so after I would turn on the radio after my parents thought that I was asleep, and the show was called Dream Weaver, and I think she's mm. local in the area. Um, but people would call in and tell her the dreams, and then she would give the interpretation of like what that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool, and I used to listen to that every night.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I love that. I wonder what ever happened to her. That'd be a good show you to listen got to. Old, that, probably. That'd be a good podcast to listen to, like mm-hmm. dream interpretations. Mm-hmm. Um, I whenever I'm in that place where there's the body of water, I, I call it. I think of it as like a vacation resort. Every yeah, time, yeah, that's what
1: you're saying.
0: And they're tropical, right? It's definitely seaside, oceanside. Lots of water. Um, nighttime. the resort. It's always nighttime, mm-hmm. even though there's plenty of light illuminating everything. So, um, it, like it's not hard to navigate. There's, there's, you can see as as far as the eye can. Mm-hmm. Um but it's always yeah it's always stressful there are there are always stress dreams that never really make sense and i wonder if i'm like floating around in this this spiritual world while i'm sleeping all the time because that's what
1: i feel like too i feel like i'm going into another worlds and it's just it feels just as real as waking life and except I, there are some things that you're like like i was telling you last time when I know it's a dream and it's a stress dream when I'm sitting in the back seat trying to drive the car. Yeah. But and you know it what? takes me a while to realize.
0: I wonder if they're all anxious dreams because we are in that realm. We're in that place that suspends time and space and mm-hmm. we don't have control. Mm-hmm. So what makes us more anxious than anything? Not having, Not control. having control. So yeah. if, if we, because we, our minds are so, tr- are trained in this waking life to be in control all the time and if you don't have it then you're failing Mm -hmm. so to to take that with you into your dream world of course everything's gonna feel anxious (laughs) because you don't have any control over everything anything yeah but that's just what happens when we die and that's kind of one of the things that i'm looking forward to when i die is just that find that 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 relief Mm -hmm. and i know that sounds kind of morbid but i feel like i'm a very old soul like i've been here for way too long and this is kind of like my farewell tour yeah. Um, like, so I, I can see why some would fear death and, and not, and the unknown and everything, but I'm kind of like excited about it. Yeah. I'm not saying that to the, to, to say like that I don't value my life. No, no, I know what you uh, mean. There's so much life to live. There's so many things for me to look forward to, and there's so many more things that I want to do, but at the same time, I'm like tired and I look forward to that, that release, that rest and to know, at least figure out. What happens next? Yeah, I,
1: I feel like that, too. I feel like I'm an old soul, and I feel like, I'm, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I might still be coming back again. I, still got some more? I think so. I yeah. don't know. It's just, you just know. with the, the kid stuff is what has really made me afraid to die, you know, especially because my son is so, uh, he has anxiety over knowing that he's the youngest one in the family and all this stuff.
0: You should do a past life regression. I think I think you would learn that uh, you and your son have been around the block before.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what my psychiatrist keeps telling me because my psychiatrist is like she's pretty on the level mm-hmm. about about everything. And um, she because whenever I talk about it with her, I will start to cry. And it's just, you know, un un digging up all those feelings or whatever and she's like you guys your souls are together forever don't forget that like these are just this is just the vessel that we're in right now but your souls are together and i'm like i know but i just you know i don't want to forget Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because i do believe that this is not the end of the road so what happens next well i don't want to forget Him, yeah. You know, if I go to this next realm, yeah. And I think that kind of comes from me feeling like, you know, both my parents are dead, and neither of them have haunted me. Even though I asked my dad to haunt me, bastards. now he's around. So come on. I'm like, did you just forget about me? What happened? Like, he give me a message, give me a
0: sign, something. You know. See another another thing that you'd probably learn in a in another like past life regression session is that relationship with your dad and where he's at now. Yeah, um, such such insightful type of stuff. If you if you ever get the opportunity, I think you should. I really do. You've
1: been telling me that for yeah. years. I, I mean, yeah, I know, I know, I need to.
0: Maybe make that a New Year's resolution. Yeah, that you'll that you'll take care of for two years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been thinking about that because I want to do. Um, I want to have like a Reiki session. And I want to, you know, there's yeah. all, all this different stuff that I want to do for me for the like mind, spirit, and Body type of thing, and there are a lot of things that I want to do, and the the past life regression is one of them.
0: It's cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I think you can learn a lot about who you are now from doing those things. I don't know some it people helps. think it's mumbo jumbo. No,
0: I I I know. I even thought that it was mumbo jumbo years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I don't know what kind of awakening had happened. Uh, but I I guess I think I always knew that I always had some type of. Different understanding of things and and, mm-hmm. and a op- more open mind to stuff, but I think I always had it figured out. And I think once you get to that, once you start getting older and you you come to the age of realization that you don't you have it have all figured you out. you yeah. nothing, nothing is in your control. You're basically powerless to whatever happens around you, to some extent. Um, I, I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is like there's there's truth in the universe. That we're still learning and oh, we're yeah. still trying to figure out, and to to be humble and to be open minded enough to to accept those different types of understandings and where we're going and where we've been and how we became who we are. It's just really cool stuff to me. It yeah, gets no, me all excited. It,
1: it it is super cool. Um, I have a feeling, and I don't know if it's ha- so. This is my I'm a weirdo. I know we got to wrap it up, but good. Um, I have a feeling that either I was choked, like strangled to death or beheaded in a past life, or I'm going to be choked and that's how I'm going to die. What makes you think that? I don't know. I just have like this weird anxiety around my throat. And there's sometimes when I'm going to sleep and I can almost, I can almost imagine what it would feel like to be strangled. Um. And so and it's like almost like this too real of feeling. So I'm like, okay, is this how I'm going to die or have I already died this way before?
0: Another thing you can learn in a past life regression session is like how you've died. Yeah. And I I know I've been told I don't know for a fact. Yeah. But I do have dreams that corroborate that back this up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking for too long already today. I, know.
0: I, I my tongue. <laughs> um. Anyway, I've had dreams of, about what I was told, and that's mm-hmm. I go big when I die. Like it, when I die, it's it's nasty. It's Whoa, it's brutal. Shit. It's it's just obnoxious the way that I die. Mm-hmm. And so I know that whenever I die next, it's gonna be. It's not just gonna be from like in my sleep or you know something subtle. Like of old age, it's gonna be something of my car flying off a cliff, or you know, some some something to be affect
1: shoot brakes. Yeah,
0: something effect of of high velocity speeds where I just go slam up against something, or you know, plane crashes oh, or something damn. like that. Uh, that's kind of how I've I've envisioned my death, or mm-hmm. at least I've seen my past death in, mm-hmm. in certain dreams because it's just like it's always those really super sudden deaths that when you wake up you go. <laughs> Am <gasps> oh, I still yeah. alive? Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. You know.
1: I had that happen recently in a dream where I was uh at the end it ended up me being in a like a video game and I knew that I was in a video game, but it's like I had become part of the video game and I was running around and then I went to go jump off a a parking structure. And you know in a video game when you jump off a building you're dead. Yeah. And so and then that's kind of what happened is like I jumped off the building and Everything just kind of like went out, and I woke up and like,
0: (gasps) yeah, that was death. (laughs) Yeah, I that moment, Uh I I've I've experienced that. The whole myth about you dying in your dream means you die in real life. You you, there's no way to prove that. You can't prove that, but it's definitely a lie because I've died plenty of times in my (laughs) dream. So have I, and it's not always been where I've woken up right at that moment of death in my dream. Mm -hmm. It's always been sometimes it's been all it'll be just blackness for a Mm -hmm. bit and. You know, it's the unknown. And when you're in your dream world, you can't really control anything like that. So let's bring it into lucid dreaming. Somebody had written in and said that they know the trick to lucid dreaming. And it was kind of poorly written. So I'm not going to bring it out. But have you ever done that? Have you ever been able to lucid dream?
1: Well, the Where I know that I'm dreaming dreaming and I have control about mm-hmm. over my, sometimes in my sex dreams, I can be like, no, this is this is a dream dude, yeah, can totally do this, get it, yeah, so sometimes in my sex dreams, I could have more control um but other than that, I don't think that I've had a lot of lucid dreaming experiences. It takes a
0: lot of uh like you gotta be in a deep, deep sleep mm-hmm. and i I've done I think I've done it. I think, yeah. But I re- because I remember being in such a deep sleep that I thought I'm going to keep this going. Yeah. And it's not because I have control over what's going on. It's just I'm going to keep myself here. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm thinking that consciously or if that's just what's happening in the dream. But I re- I vividly remember being in a dream and saying I'm staying here. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. That and and it proceeds the way the dream would.
1: Yeah. And I've had it where I was having a really good dream, woke up and I'm like, fuck, I want to go back to sleep and have that same dream. And so I just focus on having that same dream. And does then it work? It, yeah. Oh. Sometimes it there does. Not a hundred percent all the time, but sometimes it does. So I, I don't know if that's a form of lucid dreaming. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I, I want to practice it more. I, I always talk about practicing meditation mm-hmm. more. And uh-huh. I, I do try t- at least twice a week to, to, to meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, life gets in the way and trying to practice these things is it just takes ev- like everything else It just takes discipline and, mm-hmm. and time. And-
1: my friend told me about this app called Headspace and it's a meditation app that it, it like helps you, it walks you through meditation and I have it on my phone. Mm. I have it on my phone and I meant to do it, but I'm like you, it's like, I have all these other, these things that I mean to do.
0: And then Instagram gets in the way. Then Facebook gets in the way. And...
1: Kids want to eat and shit. Oh, fucking kids.
0: <laughs> God damn it.
1: Have to go to work. Oh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to do all that kind of stuff next yeah. year.
0: Yeah, I think you should definitely do the past life regression. Uh, maybe that'll be my Christmas gift to you. Maybe.
1: No, because I'm not getting a you i I'm not getting you a Christmas gift, so you can't get me a Christmas gift.
0: Okay. Right. That makes it easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. You just give me the referral. All
0: right. Until next time. Namaste fuckers. <laughs> Bye. The red